Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Now we're good. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, and powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. He's been hovering over a keyboard all day long, waiting for the Broncos to make all the moves that they made today. Zach Kelberman. Wait a minute, Zach. One deal so far, right? Tell everybody, in case they missed it, the big, tectonic, massive signing George Payton got today. Yeah, they signed a former Packer, but it's a former Packer few have heard of. His name is Ben Braden. Uh, he's a former undrafted free agent offensive guard who has never started a regular season game. He, he made 13 appearances the last couple years for Green Bay as a rotational interior lineman, uh, obviously working with Hackett and Justin Outen. He's not going to start. This wasn't a starting maneuver. This was a depth maneuver, and he takes the place, Braden Will, of Austin Schlotman, who the Broncos did not tender as an RFA, and they're allowing him to uh, test the waters. So I understand the freak out in Broncos country. Where is Chandler Jones? Where is Von Miller? Where are all the splashy signings? Be patient. To quote Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax. They're coming. I put it on Twitter. All the talent left out there on defense alone. A lot of ball game left in the NFL signing period. I anticipate the Broncos making a big move, at least one. And knowing our luck, Chad, it'll happen right now because we're podcasting. But just uh, be patient, guys. It's happening. Teddy Bridgewater, though, he got scooped up pretty quick. Um, Tell everybody where he landed. Miami. So he's the backup to Tua Tug of Iloa. I couldn't imagine a more uninspiring quarterback room than Tua and Teddy Bridgewater because they are the same quarterback, except Tua's left-handed. Uh, so I guess good for Teddy. I'm glad he landed on his feet. I'm glad uh, his brain healed enough to where he can sign a contract. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just glad it's not with the Broncos. Some Broncos fans were calling for him to come back as the backup to Russell Wilson, which is still crazy to say, but I can't still believe it, Chad. We're talking about Russell Wilson being the Broncos quarterback, but I said, no way, no how. Why bring him back? He has no upside. And obviously the Broncos agreed. So I wish Teddy well in his new endeavor. Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to find details on the deal. But, yeah, I don't think too many Bronco fans are uh, shedding tears over Teddy taking his talents to South Beach. Um, Although, isn't that close to where he's from, Scott? Where's he from, right? Southern Florida, Miami area. Uh, Sam Bam jumping in. Appreciate that super chat, big dog. He says, happy Monday. Go Broncos and hashtag let Russ cook. Yes, indeed. Let him cook. But first, George Payton's got to procure the ingredients and they got to be fresh and they must be nutritious. All right. And that's what he's working on. But 
when you go out, Zach, and you part the Red Sea and you bring Russell Wilson to Denver, that kind of buys you the privilege of not having – it's kind of like you want to be able to go into the draft without with all your holes filled so you don't have the temptation to reach. Well, having a franchise quarterback um, allows a team like the Broncos and George Payton to take it easy. Don't overdo it. Make sure the deals are right. Take your time. Get her done. That's how I see this so far for the Denver Broncos. Is I just look now that you have Russ, Zach. There is no need so pressing that you really need to pay through the nose and compete to pay through the nose to get it. Yeah, it's a good point. Like even if the Broncos don't make another move, just by landing Russell Wilson, it it, it is already a successful offseason because you filled the biggest need far and away, which was quarterback. But they will make another move. And honestly, no news is good news when it comes to Chandler Jones or Von Miller or Randy Gregory, any other free agent the Broncos are interested in because it drives their price down. It means they won't be overpaying. It means they aren't in a hurry and uh, they could get them at market value. They also could be waiting out someone like Lyle Collins, who is likely to be released now from Dallas and not traded. The Broncos should be all over him on a one-year, two-year type contract. So, yeah, the Russell Wilson maneuver was enough to placate Broncos country for quite a while, but I still, and I understand the feeling, want to see that big splash move on defense. Who is it going to be? A reunion with Vaughn, bringing a guy like Chandler Jones, who I'm hearing is at the top of their list, or uh, shore up the cornerback spot with someone like Darius Williams or Stephon Gilmore. There are so many talented players on the open market. And they will be able to get a couple at least, even with the salary cap constraints after the Wilson trade. I spent most of the day on Twitter looking for the buzz. I stepped away about an hour and a half before we went live to do some stuff with the family. And so now I'm trying to find a decent free agency tracker. Um, so in the meantime, I'll just, I guess I'll go with this one, but. Um, I hate to plug him, but CBS Sports was one I know that's why. <laughs> we hate it. We hate it. Uh, Huero Vidal in the house. What's good, big dog? Great to see you. He says, don't think we're going to have to answer. I don't think we're going to have an answer on the O-line for Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa this year, which concerns me. One reason Russell left Seattle is they couldn't protect him. Well, listen, um, you have an answer for one of those guys, and his name's Garrett Bowles. All right, Garrett Bowles is going to give you top 15 tackle play. I mean, I guess we don't know yet what he's going to look like, Zach, outside or out from under the wing of Mike Munchak. We saw what he was like pre-Munchak, and it was god-awful, right? But now that he kind of turned a corner, came into his own, what's his name, Butch Berry coming in, hopefully the scheme change and the coaching change actually plays to Garrett Bowles' strengths, and I think – it does at least the scheme side of it, but I'm not worried about Garrett Bowles. That's one side. Huero on the other side right now, it's Calvin Anderson. Like if you had to go to war tomorrow, Zach, you're starting Calvin Anderson probably at right tackle. Although, Hey, do you remember the hero Quinn Bailey when he had to step in in the middle of the season last year and he played really well, it was a small, small sample size, but he played really well. I expect the Broncos to move and shake and maneuver to either bring in another big-name tackle that's a free agent, or like if Alel Collins gets cut, or if he ends up getting traded, something like that, or a premium you know, 64 overall pick, premium round pick. Because the Broncos still have three picks in the top 100. They don't have a first-round pick, and they have one second-round pick, which is the last pick 
in the second round, plus their two third-round picks. So they're going to use premium, Zach, for lack of a better term, capital, to try and solve that because they're not dumb, Harold. They know that Russ needs to be kept on his feet for show. I would be surprised if they didn't uh, grab a tackle on the open market. There are a few of them they can go after, not name Lyle Collins. We talked about Dennis Kelly. I saw the Texans cut uh, Marcus Cannon. I saw the Titans are releasing David Quisenberry. They're not all-stars, but they can get the job done similar to Bobby Massey. But if, again, if Dallas does cut Collins, which is the way it's looking like right now, I'd be all over him. You wouldn't take on his salary cap hit. You wouldn't take on his base salary. You can renegotiate that to what uh, – uh, it's what your desire is, and you save the draft pick that you'd have to give up uh, when you would trade for him. That would be my, my number one target. But if you have to get by with a player like Dennis Kelly, you can do it. Randy Jones, what is good, big dog? It's great to see you. He says, hello again, Priest. Can't stay. I'll watch later tonight. You're all doing a great job. Thanks, buddy. Up in Alaska, he's got things cooking. Thanks for uh, dropping that line, my friend, and for the support. Uh, T twice in the house to say. Good evening. So far, no major moves. I'm assuming that'll change soon. Well, remember, guys, George Payton, you know, I mean, he started this whole period with a finale, right? Like, imagine you go to see, you know, Star Wars and they blow up the Death Star in the first scene. Then what do you do the rest of the movie, right? That's basically what George Payton did. So you went from a really high high and now everything after that is going to kind of feel like you know, small time, small potatoes. Now that's not me trying to rationalize the Broncos kind of taking it slow today, but yes, George Payton was patient. He's, he took a guy that, Hey, here's a good depth guy. We let Schlopman hit the bricks. This guy's a nice, you know, step in, he knows Hackett scheme. All right, cool. But what this tells me, Zach, the implications of, for lack of a better term, kind of the uh, radio silence from Dove Valley on day one of legal tampering is that there are actually deals in the works. There are things percolating, but none of them are guaranteed. None of them are locked down. Few things need to come together. And a lot of that, Zach, I think, is guys like Von Miller, guys like Chandler Jones, making a decision, taking their time, hearing all the offers, you know, weighing the pros and cons of the different options they have right now, and then making a call. I'm going to get it made into a T-shirt because I referenced it enough, and that's what George Payton said uh, for uh, over a year now, aggressive but not reckless. And if you were expecting Peyton to come out and act like the Jacksonville Jaguars and throw out silly money and pay Christian Kirk $84 million, you know, overall, you were uh, in for a rude awakening. That's not how George Peyton operates. He's biding his time, he's picking and choosing his spots, and he won't overpay for anyone. And anyone complaining about the lack of activity six days ago, he traded for Russell freaking Wilson. You're right, Chad. The afterglow of that trade should not have worn off by now. That was the biggest movie could have made. And he got it done. I think for a relative song, he will make a splash signing, whether it's Collins, if he's cut Chandler Von Miller, they are going to bring somebody in. But again, the longer that a guy like Chandler Jones is on the open market, the cheaper he will be, the better off the Broncos will be for it. No news is good news. Keep that in mind. And when you think of Russell Wilson as a kind of recruiting uh, lightning rod like Peyton Manning back in the day, you know, if you think about it, I can only remember off the top of my head, and guys, if I'm wrong on some of these, correct me, and then we'll grab Adam here, only one kind of uh, out-of-the-gates big signing, and that was T.J. Ward. Everything else, uh, 12, 13, 14, those deals like DeMarcus Ware, 
many days into free agency, even a keep to leave. It might've been day one, but it was end of day one. Cause they were trying to bring back Dominic Rogers Cromartie. Um, and he, and Talib, believe it or not, was their second choice Broncos, John Elway. And then who was Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, he took the entire week. Remember, he was basically a relative no-namer from Pittsburgh that had stuck, been stuck behind a Mike Wallace, been stuck behind Antonio Brown. He had flashed here and there. No one was racing to sign Emmanuel Sanders out of the gate, so he took some time. He made some visits, visited the Chiefs, as famously is known, and left without a deal, went and signed with the Broncos. What I'm getting at is all every guy that I just mentioned there, including T.J. Ward, but he's the exception to what I'm trying to point out here, that was the Broncos by virtue of having a huge lightning rod recruiting tool called a franchise quarterback. That was them letting the deals come to them. And that's, I think a version of that Zach is what's happening now. Adam Kern, appreciate you big dog. He said, would you guys be excited if the Broncos were willing to pursue Teron Matthew, the honey badger to me, it's a double win because you hurt the chiefs while upgrading from Kareem Jackson, dude, I'd be all about going after um, the honey badger at the right price, but I think he's kind of entering Zach. He's kind of been a mercenary. What is it? Three clubs he's been with, or am I misremembering one? Arizona, Chiefs. Who was his original team? Oh, Houston as well. Was there, did he play for Baltimore? No, I don't think so. Three teams. Either way, he's kind of a mercenary. I'd like to see him here, but I wouldn't want to break the bank. You already have so many salary cap dollars, Zach, tied up in the safety position via Justin Simmons. I just question whether it's actually hurting Kansas City. They did allow Josh Allen to go off in that AFC Divisional game, and uh, I think him looking good in that defense says more about the Chiefs' defense than it does Tyron Matthew, who I think could be wrong, is looking a little wash. Not the same player that he used to be. Still a playmaker, but also more of a liability than he was early in his career. It happens. He's not a guy that I would throw money after. He's not a guy I would prioritize over Chandler Jones, Von Miller, Lyle Collins, uh, Darius Williams. That's a luxury. But the Broncos have to nail the necessities right now. And the necessities are not at safety. It's at right tackle, edge, and defensive line, and cornerback for that matter. By the way, Scott saying the Dolphins signed Teddy to a one-year deal that has a max value of $10 million, triggered, of course, escalators by playing time. Guaranteed money is six and a half million, according to sources and confirming Arizona, Houston, KC for the Honey Badger. Real quick, Zach, before we get back into the stream, let's just touch on for those who don't live on the internet like you and I do 24 7, some of the names um, that have signed today, some of the deals. So, number one, this website, CBS Sports, has this arranged by rank, right? They ranked the, the top free agents in the class. All right. Teron Armstead, uh, still free. Von Miller, still free. JC Jackson, the corner, formerly of the New England Patriots, agreed to a five-year, $82.5 million deal with the Chargers. Zach, I want to ask you about that, but let me grab a couple more real quick. Carlton Davis, the corner from the Bucks, re-signed with the Bucks. Brandon Scherf, he of the Iowa fame, former Washington football standout, Went and took some money to go block for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Marcus Williams, the safety. A lot of people have asked us, Zach, about Marcus Williams. He's still out there. The wideout, Allen Robinson, which surprised me. He's ranked eight amongst these uh, free agents. But anyway, he's free. Randy Gregory. Reports indicated leading up to this uh, opening of the tampering window, Zach, that he could be a target. We heard today 
multiple sources that the Broncos have shown interest in the edge rusher from the Dallas Cowboys, Randy Gregory, and then one more to rank or to, to get through the top 10. And then we'll talk Devondre Campbell, the linebacker, Zach, I know you like a lot re-signed with the Green Bay Packers, five years, 50 million bucks. So of those top 10, I think the one that kind of hits closest to home is JC Jackson signing with the chargers. Your thoughts. I liked Campbell, but not, I don't like him that much. $50 million over five years. Big-time yeah. commitment for an inside linebacker. JC, I don't know why Broncos fans ever thought he was a realistic target. He wanted way too much money, and they plunked resources into that position already uh, by drafting PS2 and signing Ronald Darby. So good get for the Chargers. I feel like they're loading up on defense. First Khalil Mack, now JC Jackson. J.C. Jackson and Derwin James in that secondary. Wow. You better have a quarterback in this division. Oh, wait, the Broncos finally do. They have Russell Wilson. So, all good, babe. Not even worried about the Chargers. They are perennial chokers. The Broncos will take care of them. Uh, Hassan Reddick, I thought, was a really good deal. That's uh, that's the money I would pay for an edge guy. Uh, good, good deal for Philadelphia. But some of these other contracts, though, like Christian Kirk, I mentioned. Donk. If, you, if you max out that deal, put it this way. They're going to pay him $21 million a year, four years, uh, I think it's $81 mil. The Broncos would be paying $25 a year for Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick combined. So once again, a very goatee move by George Payton. So his best season as a pro, Zach, Kirk, 77 receptions, 982, and five tutties, and he just got that deal. Unbelievable. Uh, Dakota, let's grab Dakota, and then we'll go through a few more of these. And by the way, the deal that Zach was referencing, Hassan Reddick, with the Eagles, three years, $45 million. Dakota, it is great to see you, big dog. He says, I love Peyton's patience. We did our big move with the trade of Wilson. We don't want to be like the Jags overpaying players. Zach, your thoughts? I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's one thing to – try to better your team, but who won a Super Bowl by winning free agency? That was the old Washington model, and it never worked out. And that's what Jacksonville has become the new Washington year after year after year. I mean, even look at New England. They went out last year and had a bonanza signing tight ends left and right and all these other players. Didn't work out too well. I know they had a better season than expected, but you're not going to win a title doing it that way. You're supposed to kind of uh, fill holes here and there, but build your team, the foundation of it through the draft. And that's what George Payton will do. He's going to make one splashy signing, but expecting him to go out handing contracts left and right, uh, you don't know him too well if you wanted that. And also, y'all are forgetting, six days ago, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Boom. Hey, real quick, uh, Claude. Yes, so much freaking potential. It is great to see. He says, we'll plug a few holes, and it seems like we're good to go. Lake and Tomlinson, Zach. Got three years, $40 million from the Jets. That's an interior player, a guard. Uh, let's see. James Daniels is still out there, the guard. Stephon Gilmore is still out there. Quandre Diggs, the safety, re-signed with the Seahawks. Darius Williams, who's been linked to the Broncos only by people like, hey, this would be a great signing. And people like us who kind of connect the dots. Ajiro Evero, uh, the corner from the Rams, still out there. Ryan Jensen, hey. The goats coming back. I'll stick around. Three years, thirty-nine million with the Bucks. Bobby Wagner's out there, and there were conflicting reports today. Zach, let me get your thoughts on this. Yeah. First, we hear from I think it was Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that Russell Wilson is actively recruiting. Was the word he used? Bobby Wagner to the Denver Broncos. Well, Benjamin Albright, who uh, we have more reason to trust on these topics, calls his sources 
in Dove Valley, and they're told he's told there's nothing to the whole uh, Wagner to Broncos thing. So it depends on who you want to believe, but that's out there. It's in the ether. The NFL um, buzz out there is that Russell Wilson trying to convince uh, eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker Bobby Wagner to come here. He wants to play for a contender, supposedly, and now the Broncos are an instant contender. And what happened to that bad blood between Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner? Was that fabricated? It sounds like it, Chad. So um, it's a good recruiting tool. You mentioned, you know, the allure of having a franchise quarterback, like when Brady joined the Bucs or you mentioned Manning with the Broncos. It just you become that hotbed popular destination. And that's what the Broncos are now. So if Bobby uh, wants to win a title, you can do it in Denver. You can at least, you know, compete for a title. It's about this, as it always comes down to, will the Broncos pony up enough cash to satisfy Wagner's wants? We don't know what those wants are. We don't know what he's asking for. We don't know what the Broncos are willing to offer. But I think if they come close to his price point, he would sign on that dotted line because he would reunite with Russ and go out and compete for a Lombardi trophy. By the way, guys, I'm going to give you a quick update. And Mark Schrader, thank you, big dog. Really do appreciate the stars, my friend. We are trying to get to 250,000 stars in the month of March. And when we do, we're going to be raffling off yet another Broncos jersey of the winner's choosy. We're at 46% complete to our goal. And so we're lining up pretty dang close to being on schedule, being that we're about to hit the, uh, the halfway mark in March. The only people, of course, in the running for that raffle are those who helped contribute to the goal. And if we were to do the raffle today, the guy with the most tickets in the hat would be Michael Ronquillo, followed by Jacob Foster, Tim Hoffman, Travis Weber, Mark Schrader, hey, uh, T Twice, aka Travis Tarbox, David Wilder, Andrew Baker, Pete Middleton, and Miguel Santistevan would be in the top 10. But there are many, many others who are going to have multiple tickets in the hat. So that's your update on, uh, on the contest. Clayton. What's good, big dog? Hey, guys, finally got some time to listen to a nighttime pod. Family been pretty sick. Oh, no, we hate hearing that, my friend. Well, hopefully everybody uh, gets some chicken noodle soup and some Tylenol and be feeling better in no time flat. Uh, GLP, Gary Leeds Palmer, we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for the support. For real. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Zach, real quick, and and uh, let me just cover, cover a couple of these for those who aren't aware. Taran Matthews still out there. Emmanuel Ogba re-signed with the Dolphins early today. Four years, $65 million. Traverius Ward, the corner, still out there. Trent Brown, the offensive tackle, is only 28, Zach, for what it's worth. He's still out there. Akeem Hicks, getting long in the tooth. Really shined in the Vic Fangio scheme, but kind of fizzled after that of the Bears. He's out there. Um, I always butcher this dude's name. Foye Olukun. Olukun. Linebacker, um, signed with the Jags. Jadeveon Clowney's still out there. Dwayne Brown, I can't believe they have Dwayne Brown ranked that high because of his age, but he's still unsigned. Let's see, just names real quick. Now that we kind of got through that, let me just see names. Melvin Ingram's still out there, Zach. Derek Barnett's still out there. You know, I can't believe Derek Barnett's that young, dude. Seriously. Uh, but he's still out there, edge rusher. Uh, I'm looking here for names that make sense for the Broncos. DJ Jones. DJ Jones is a tackle. Uh, he's out there, formerly of the Niners. Morgan Moses has been talked about as a possible offensive tackle target for Denver. He's out mm -hmm. there still. Mm -hmm. 
Let's see here. Nwosu's still out there. Hasn't been re-signed. I think that kind of, I mean, the people that we've really been monitoring, Zach, that about covers it. Yeah. So, Huero, appreciate you, Big Dog. He says, feels like we're just watching the Chargers win free agency. But remember, guys, how often, Zach, does the team that wins free agency win the Super Bowl? It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. The Broncos, look, they won free agency in 2014, got bounced in the divisional round, came back the next year, won a Super Bowl on the back of that class in large part, but it's rare. Don't get, guys, when you see the Chargers out there throwing dollar-dollar bills at guys, hey, you know what, good for them, but do not over-worry yourselves over this because, again, the Broncos, now that they have Russell Wilson, Zach, they can afford to let these deals come to them. They don't have to be desperate out there trying to elbow their way in and, and you know throw more money at this guy than might be reasonable. Well, someone said on in the comment section, oh, didn't the Rams win free agency? No, they had a foundation in place and they added a couple players like the Broncos are doing to kind of push them over the top. So it's apples and oranges. The one move that the Chargers have made since we've been potting, Chad, is they signed who I wanted the Broncos to target because of the Rams connection is Sebastian Joseph Day, the defensive lineman. So now you're fortifying not just the, the trenches. You have your edge in uh, Khalil Mack to pair with Joey Bosa. You paired Derwin James with J.C. Jackson. On paper, that's pretty imposing. But again, I'd feel a lot more nervous and anxious and scared, quite frankly, if the Broncos did not trade for Russell Wilson. So they yeah. made the biggest maneuver they could. Whatever the division rivals do, they are going to do. I'm only worrying about the Broncos, and I guarantee you, George Payton's only worrying about the Broncos. More moves are coming, guys. Patience. You know what? It's something you said, and maybe, you know, this is going to change someday. But the Chargers, they just find a way to squander what they've got. And Brandon Staley, look, he's viewed as a young, up-and-coming brainiac. I mean, to become a head coach at his age and a defensive-minded head coach at that is a uh, rare feat. You know, he's kind of setting the mark. But, look, Justin Herbert... On his own, he's going to be, you know, Nick, I've, I've listened to a few of the Broncos for Breakfast shows recently, and more than once I've heard him call Justin Herbert a top-five quarterback. Statistically, that's probably true. But I really, I don't know, I don't view him that way yet. I haven't seen him, his his considerable talent, translate to anything noteworthy for the team. And until that happens, to me, he's no different than Trevor Lawrence in that sense, where, yes, he's good, yes, he's talented, but you're still waiting for it to come out in the wash. Now, there is a difference, I think, between Herbert and Lawrence in that, you know, Herbert has produced some pretty significant stats in the league. Trevor Lawrence still behind in that sense, but neither has translated to team success. Uh, Flazify, what's good? That's a newer name. Welcome. Connect on Twitter. If we can't get Lyle Collins, the Broncos should look at Morgan Moses or Dennis Kelly. I like Teron Armstead, but he'll get overpaid. Yeah, Lel Collins is my guy. And barring that, let's bring in Dennis Kelly. He's been rumored to the Broncos for basically two off seasons now, Zach. Yeah, um, 
I would. I, Armstead is a left tackle. Let's get that out of the way right now. He doesn't play right tackle. You don't want to swip, swap him over, so that's not an option for them. Lyle Collins, I think, is the guy to go after. And just because I haven't gotten a chance to respond yet, I would make the case that Joe Burrow is closer to a top five quarterback than Justin Herbert oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah. dude, so that's my for take. Sure. I don't follow the stats, quite frankly. I follow what you were citing there, and it's victories and what you're doing for your team. Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl. Herbert doesn't have a playoff victory. It's that simple. Or a playoff berth. Right. I mean, wake me up when the Chargers um, make the playoffs. Now, look, did they sweep us last year? Let me think. The year prior, we split. No, we we stomped them in the first meeting this year. So we split again. And that was with, a uh, you know, half the franchise tied behind its back, meaning they didn't have a quarterback. And you had an antiquated offense and, and Vic Fangio stumbling and bumbling on the sidelines like this. Okay, I I think the Chargers are going to be look. They're making some moves, and so all bets are off. You can never say for sure. It's very ill advised to make any kind of guarantees in the league. But I'm telling you now, the Chargers don't. I don't worry too much about the Chargers. A Dakota saying Manning convincing Wilson, amazing. Peyton Manning uh, has been quite the asset post retirement for the Denver Broncos. Peyton helped Peyton land Russell Wilson. I mean, just the synchronicity that's going on in the Broncos' uh, lore, the legend being written about the franchise. One future future Hall of Fame quarterback who led the Broncos to a division, more than one division title, obviously, but a Super Bowl, and just uh, continued relevancy and now helping him land the next quarterback. I think that has a great chance to do so in Russell Wilson. I love Peyton, man. Anyone saying he's a cult in heart, at his heart? Nah. He's a Bronco. He's bleeding blue and orange for sure. Colt screwed up, dude, when they cut him. That that cut him deep, and he's got like a memory of an elephant, dude. He does not forget Peyton Manning. Black Knight Jeremy says, if Trevor Penning falls the Northern Iowa tackle, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver moved up in the first to grab him. Yeah, I mean, he's a really intriguing guy, still a little bit raw. But hey, that's what the NFL is for is, you know, developing the guys that got some talent and a little something, something put together and taking them, you know, closing that whatever gap that remains from the time they get to the league. But that's also, Zach, something like this that Jeremy's kind of spitballing. It's going to be contingent on what happens here in uh, free agency. And probably this week is really when the majority of whatever darts uh, he's going to, Peyton that is, throw at the board are going to be thrown. So, Remember, this uh, time last year, the Kyle Fuller move happened on Friday. So things, it's going to take some time to, to coalesce and percolate. Don't get out over your skis panicking that the Broncos are letting everyone else spend all their money on the top guys or top some of the top guys. The guys that matter the most to the Denver Broncos right now are still out there, in my opinion. Chandler Jones, Von Miller, uh, Dennis Kelly's still out there. And then Lyle Collins, his situation remains unresolved, which means he's in the wind. It's still possible. That would be my focus right now. Plus, you know, inside linebacker, this is a, one of those situations, Zach, where I think that they bring back Josie Jewell eventually here. I think we'll learn of that or an Alexander Johnson this week sometime. And then they, they add more depth in the draft. Maybe Bobby Wagner. He's another guy that's still in the wind. Don't discount it as a possibility, even though, Benjamin Albright kind of shot down Jeremy Fowler's report earlier. 
Jordan Hicks is a guy that's available, too. He played for Arizona last year, a former Eagle. He played at a high level, so I wouldn't mind the Broncos taking a flyer on him as well. You know, Chad, you and I were talking about the draft and commiserating yesterday about how the Broncos don't have a day one selection, and I said, well, knowing George Payton, he might trade back up in the first round, so it's it's still a possibility. I wouldn't be shocked knowing Payton. If Penning is his guy, if he has to have him, then he'll go out and get him, but uh, I think, and I think Chad thinks as well, that the Broncos are going to address that need somewhat, you know, with a veteran, whether it's a Bobby Massey, Lyle Collins, Dennis Kelly, there's a lot to choose from right now. And I think the Broncos understand they have to placate Russ by any means possible. Well, especially, especially where you're dealing with Russell Wilson. I mean, you want to draft a tackle and really get, uh, get your depth bolstered, but you need some experience at right tackle. And Calvin Anderson does have experience, although when the Broncos have turned to him, I think he's started, if I remember right, five games as a Bronco. It's been lackluster. So he's just your emergency guy. That can't be your first option at right tackle. Phil, good to see you, buddy. Thank you. What are our thoughts on Bobby Wagner? I like him a lot. And, um, you know, he is older. He's north of 30, entering his age 32 season. All right. So he's a little bit long in the tooth. But Zach, he came off his statistically most prolific season as a pro 170 tackles 170 tackles so it doesn't really feel like bobby wagner slowing down too much quite yet though in his prime man he was such a great he's been such a great three down linebacker great run fit guy and uh very good in coverage that the cover three scheme the legion of boom you know one of the reasons that was as successful as it was yes the secondary phenomenal talent that the peak of the Seattle Seahawks um, during the, you know, the Richard Sherman, Russell Wilson, Cam Chancellor, all those guys. One of the reasons that was able to go off without a hitch and be so smothering and dominant was Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, very good coverage linebackers. He's a hall of famer. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, he's he one of the best probably. three down backers of this generation. And he was playing at a super high level last year. Let's not act like Seattle's defense was talent bereft. You know, they had uh, Quandre Diggs, they had Jamal Adams, and it was Bobby Wagner leading in tackles and setting career highs. I would absolutely love a short-term deal while the Broncos' window is open now with a 33-year-old Russell Wilson. They have a two-, three-year window to compete for Lombardi. Bring Bobby Wagner aboard and go out and uh, add that kind of uh, resume to your defense. I think it would fit in perfectly with Evero and a young coordinator. They have a young foundation with Simmons and Sertan and dream on Jones. You pluck Bobby Wagner in the middle of that all next to Baron Browning. I got goosebumps in my arm right now. No joke. For sure. So James Palmer reported, I, I wanted to pull this up. Russell Wilson consulted with Peyton Manning prior to his reported trade to the Denver Broncos. Um, and obviously, you know, he got the uh, he got the old recommendation. There was actually Zach and Josh Ann. Thank you, bro. I'm going to grab you in just one sec. Really good insight today from uh, from the mothership. Albert Breer on the Monday morning quarterback had a nice little behind the scenes of how the trade came together between the Seahawks and the Broncos. Seattle's GM, John Schneider and George Payton, how that whole thing over the course of about six weeks, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, from January, basically, till the deal got done, stretching from the Senior Bowl to the Combine, uh, you know, back, back room deals. Hey, let's meet at this dive bar where no one will know who we are. And, you know, really interesting. Go read the article from Albert Breer. It's very, very worthy. But it's good to hear Peyton Manning also 
coming through in the clutch like you know he will. Josh says, and thank you for the super big doc. We need to calm down on this Mac Bosa thing. Church. Amen, dude. For real. Agreed. They're good. Not frightening. Mac is already 31 and missing games while Hurt missed most of last season. We'll be just fine. Hey, I don't want to dismiss him. Khalil Mack, one of the best edge rushers of his generation. But, yeah, he's uh, showing more precipitous, I'll say this, Zach, decline than Vaughn, and he's younger than Vaughn. I, I know he was hampered by injury, but the upside here I think is worth it for the Chargers. And I'm not championing L.A. by any means, but if you get a healthy Khalil Mack and he'd be single teamed or he would take double teams away from Joey Bosa for a couple third round picks, I think they traded for him. I mean, look at what the Bears gave up to the Raiders to get Khalil Mack to, to gamble on that upside. I think it was a good move for the Chargers. But uh, J.C. Jackson is the big fish here and just pairing him with Derwin James in that secondary. They're going to be. Pre-imposing. I, I think, you know, not we can we can stop short of saying they're going to be a Super Bowl team or law them too much, but they're going to be imposing at a minimum. Here's James Palmer's tweet. <coughs> Pardon me. And by the way, Dave Wilder, great to see you in the chat, buddy. Renardo, um, thank you for that super chat. He says, can't help but think about something you said, Zach, that Teddy doesn't love football. He was willing to go to Miami to be a backup rather than go to a quarterback needy oh. team. What team wanted him though as their starting quarterback? You know, it's there's needy teams out there, but I, I think his tape proved that he's no longer a starting quarterback at the NFL level. And you can argue whether he ever was at the NFL level. I don't think I saw, I saw in his eyes and his demeanor and uh, the non tackle against Philadelphia that said it all to me, Chad. Just going to bring his name up real quick, guys. You know, cover your ears if you want. Drew Locke, the same thing played out, and he made that tackle because he loves football. I didn't see it in Teddy. I see it as a guy who's kind of playing it, and he likes the game, but he doesn't love the game. I want my quarterback of all players on the field to live, breathe, and die with football coursing through their bloodstream. That wasn't Teddy to me. It's hard to say. I mean, I have no idea if Teddy Bridgewater loves football. You know, obviously, it's high priority on this man's list. Look what he does for a living. Look what the money he's made. But I think what uh, what Zach said there, right, about the non-tackle heard around the world, that had some implications, and uh, different people interpret those implications different ways. Zach, James Palmer, and thank you for the super chat, big doc. Here's exactly what he reported. Russell Wilson did a lot of research on the Broncos before being traded to Denver. That included recently reaching out to Peyton Manning multiple times, picking Manning's brain on the city, the organization, and being the quarterback for the Broncos. So very, very interesting stuff. And uh, again, the sheriff coming through still in the clutch. Andrew Baker, hope little Axel still recovering swiftly. Big dog. He says Hackett loves to run, and Russ came from – Pete Carroll liking the run, but Wilson hasn't had a good run game since beast mode, since uh, Marshawn Lynch. So play action should eat with Javante Williams and an offensive mind coach. That's going to be dangerous, right? It's going to be dangerous, pun intended. It's not a pun, whatever. Um, Zach, this is a, an offense that, like we talked about last night, everybody that touches the ball just got a huge boost by virtue of Russell Wilson coming to town. And that's one of the ways, Zach, that you can define a franchise quarterback. Are you truly that tide that raises all ships? Russell Wilson is, and you're going to see that come out in the wash for Cortland Sutton, for Timmy P, 
for Jerry Judy, Albert Okawebunam, Javante Williams, and even the offensive linemen. It's going to be really fun to see. Of all the years, Zach, that we were just like, hey, can we fast forward through the spring and summer and get straight to football season? Man, this would be the one if you could truly fast forward. But we're going to be here right alongside you till it's time to actually see the Broncos take the field to uh, preview it all in anticipation. It's going to be a gas. Yeah, can't wait. T twice, I love the show, no doubt. Just don't like my words twisted like I have okay. no clue what's going on with our beloved Broncos. I don't know. What, you, what does that mean? Did I miss something? Not sure. But you know we love you, big dog. Um, okay, where are we at? We're at 40 minutes on this stream. Uh, Angelo Perez, should we go after Ryan Ramchick? Let me look at where he's... Where I mean, ran. I think they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, so I don't think that New Orleans would want to give up their prime right tackle. Yeah, Ryan... I was going to say, he's uh, is he a free agent? I don't think so. It would be a trade, right? I'm double-checking this. Yeah. Um, it'd be ironic, though, if the Broncos did go after him because, you know, he was excruciatingly compared, or I should say Bowles was compared to him because they were draft class mates, and Bowles ended up being drafted before him until Bowles finally kind of turned it around, but he did earn as a right tackle in 2019, Ryan Ramchick, first team all pro. Bolsey, he's got a second team all pro. And but what really helped, you know, think about it like this, Zach. Garrett Bowles got a second team all pro blocking for a half injured Drew Locke, Brett Rippon. Um, what was the other guy, dude? I just brain farted his Driscoll. name. Thank you, Jeff Driscoll. He got an all pro blocking for those dudes. Ramchicks, hey. All pro first team, even better than Bolsey's second team, blocking for a Hall of Famer named Drew Brees. Well, even if Ramchick was available, you'd have to give up assets that the Broncos kind of are lacking after the Wilson trade, and you'd have to take on his contract. You wouldn't really do either if you wait for Lyle Collins to be cut by Dallas. You sign him to a deal that's more of your liking, save your draft picks, and you have your starting right tackle. That is my number one option right now. We can debate plan B, plan C, all the way to plan Z. But plan A right now has to be Lyle Collins. All right, so real quick, here's a quick snapshot of Ramchek's deal. All right, he is under contract. So where's the little uh, – oh, I know, they changed the site. It's below now. So Ramchek signed a five-year extension worth $96 bucks, uh, $60 million fully guaranteed. So he's under contract through 2026 for what it's worth. Look at I that. don't think look at that oh, cap number 37 million. Wow. 37 million. Yes, indeed. What was that one there? Oscar Miranda. Welcome, dude. Thank you, big dog. Connect on Twitter. He says one of the reasons we lost so many games last season was because of the amount of injuries we had. What caused this? Bronco strength and conditioning, medical, uh, the virus, or was it just bad luck? So what caused this? It was honestly. You don't want to get us started on this strength coach. We don't like him. I mean, we like him. It's fine, whatever. He's a Denver Bronco. But based on – and this is one of those things, guys, where it's a little bit – I'll use oh, – Solo huddle up podcast time. Impromptu. I think no, – oh, That was weird. Okay. Never mind. I literally wasn't touching anything. Anyway. It's hard to it's hard to 
go after a guy like that when you're playing the most violent game that there is. So anyway, go back. I was just going to say it's a combination of all those things. It it was, I think, in my opinion, the strength and conditioning. It was the uh, uh, the medical staff, and it it was the uh, CV outbreak, and also luck. Luck is a huge part of the NFL and winning. I mean, you have to have that on your side if you want to compete, and it's something no one talks about, and it's theoretical and uh, intangible but it's actually a real thing. And the Broncos have not had that in the last half decade. Hopefully that tide is turning. Nathan in the house. What's up, bro? He says the 2011 Eagles with their dream team free agent acquisitions are an example of how high profile free agents don't automatically translate. I remember that. Yeah. It's a, and that's why guys, you just dial it back. Do you trust George Payton or not? Because if you trust George Payton, then Denver's relative lack of activity on day one of legal tampering should not concern you. And I get it. You're seeing the chargers out there, you know, making deals, closing them down. It's fine. Let them do it. George Payton, my guess, Zach, based on decent intelligence, I've gleaned, they have the Broncos front office, a very clear set of targets and free agent priorities, and they're not going to rush out and splurge and whatever they're going to try and make that happen but they're they're not desperate to do it because you've got russell wilson but there is one element slightly zach of urgency here and it's not just the fact that hey free agency just opened and there's a lot of teams out there it's that you need to get an edge rusher like a proven edge rusher to complement bradley chubb whether it's vaughn whether it's chandler jones and the market by the hour will continue to dry up so i believe the Broncos have things in the works with one of those guys. In fact, they could have something in the works with both those guys, and they're just waiting for you know, situations to resolve before getting whichever one they end up getting. I don't think the Broncos – they haven't even gotten started, guys. We can't even say they're done. They haven't even gotten started yet. So deep breath. It's going to come. Chill. I just don't know what y'all were expecting, really, knowing George Payton, how he operates uh... – just to go out and sign every guy under the sun, it's not feasible. They were going to make one splash move, at least one splash move, after making the biggest one they could have made in bringing in Russell Wilson. So relax. Chandler Jones will be coming through, or Von Miller, or Randy Gregory, or Jadevian Clowney. They are pretty much guaranteed to land one of these guys, and that will happen at some point over the next 48 hours, if not much sooner. Just relax. It's coming, guys. Uh, Colby. And then I'm going to grab a Wiley McGoogle at 649. Colby says, I'm listening at work. It's my birthday week. Hey, good for you, bro. Here's my wish. Going to both championship parades for my Avalanche and Broncos. Let's go. Hashtag dream big. Hey, love it, dude. Love it. Happy birthday week. Let us know uh, what day it is, and we'll try and remember. Wish you a happy birthday on the live mic. Uh, Wiley says, hey, guys. Uh, do you think George Payton has a specific amount he wants to spend on each need position? I do. I George Payton's a pragmatic, frugal. Um, he's a guy that just he's uber prepared, and that's something that I'm sure. I mean, all teams have that kind of stuff worked out. You know, they have different departments within the front office that put all that together and. You know, he's got reports and he's got all kinds of charts and all that stuff. Sometimes you have to fudge a little bit on some of those things, depending on the situation and whatnot. But yes, Zach, could you imagine George Payton and the Broncos front office not having a clear picture budget wise of what they're willing to and open to spending on the positions and guys they want to sign? 
I really don't want to imagine hypotheticals. They know how much they have. They know what their needs are. They know who they want to target, and they're going to go out and make it happen. So, again, probably it's by this time tomorrow, they will have signed Chandler Jones or a comparable uh, free agent edge rusher to satisfy their second biggest need, which was edge. Do you think Cortland Sutton knows something? What's up, Eric? Good to see you, buddy. He says, I'm liking the way that Peyton's slow playing free agency thus far. Yes. Zach, I want to uh, – Early this morning, before the the bell rung, so to speak, the opening bell of the legal tampering period, uh, Keith Cummings published an article. The title, and I'll do a share screen so you guys can see this, okay? Um, The title being, Cortland Sutton campaigns for a Von Miller return to the Broncos. When he appeared on NFL Network, he told the host, we were very sad to see Von leave, but then also happy for him for the success that he had with the Rams, for him to be able to go over there and be part of something special was huge. And then for him to have the want to be able to come, hold on, let me get this in text, right? For him to be able to go over there and be part of something special was huge. And then for him to have the want to be able to come back, to be part of something that we're trying to build here. I know that Broncos country will welcome him with open arms. I know our team will welcome him with open arms and Andrew Mason of uh, DNVR doing some uh, Yeoman's work on Instagram. Von Miller's Instagram story from two hours prior to Sutton's appearance. It's a picture of the two of them uh, enjoying a stogie on the golf course. All right. And then Sutton goes on to say, he's big bro. He's a guy who bleeds football. He loves a game. He loves to compete. I think it would be amazing to be able to have him as the teammate again, to be alongside him and be along for this ride that's about to happen. So Zach, I mean, Corlin's speaking as if it's common knowledge that Von Miller wants to come back to Denver. I mean, I think he's speaking like a good teammate who would like to see Von Miller back in a Broncos uniform. What else is Cortland Sutton going to say publicly? It, if he would campaign for Emmanuel Sanders' return, that would be a newsworthy story, but not Von, who everyone wants to come back to Denver, and even Von himself. So we'll see. We will see. We'll see. There's something fishy going on here von miller's still a free agent and we are sitting here at 7 11 mountain time on day one of the legal tampering period um nathan yet yeah, we got you on that one big dog i'm seeing one from uh just as in the nick of time as we're about to dip on out of here we've got 727 mills in the house good to see you bro he says bobby wagner's uh miller move up for trevor penning okay like it we'll see and the Queen jumping in. Good to see Christy, one of our legendary members of this community here. Mount Rushmore, superstar, needs no introduction from Zach or myself. She says, I'm finally able to catch a live. Woohoo. Hey, it's great to see you, Christy. Thanks for the super. Hope the girls are great. Hope life's good for you in your neck of the woods. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Love you. She says, yes, long time. Been super busy. So glad to listen in and see you all in the chat. It's all good. It's all good. Great to see you. All right, guys, 50 minutes. We'll take one or two more comments, questions here, and then we'll dip out. A few things left um, to get to. A couple articles that we got to write and get published here. Um, maybe maybe Peyton is going to be in some from down under. I don't know what that means, LS. All right, let me make sure I'm not missing anybody. Clayton, appreciate you, big dog. Uh, Amy says, to be real, we really don't have a ton of cash. Being prudent might be 
necessary right now. Yeah, I mean, they have enough to be players, though. They really do. Uh, Denver Broncos, uh, let me do a – let me do an update here. Salary cap space over the cap. All right. Um, I don't know yet if that one-year deal is factored in, but it shows team cap space for the Denver Broncos. Zach sitting at $23 million. All right. And if you rank that in the NFL, and again, I don't know how much of this is how, – how – Swiftly, this has been updated after today's developments because nothing has officially been signed and put through the NFL books yet. So I don't know. But the Broncos are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're ranked 10. They're still in the top 10 with their cap space. So George Payton still has plenty of ammunition left to get out there and, you know, make some hay. It's just a matter of the right deal, not overpaying, and the right guys. Yeah, I think you're right for sure. They have enough to do what they need to do, which is land an edge guy or an inside linebacker, whatever it may be. And if they need more money, they can always restructure or cut a player here and there. There's always a way to finesse a salary cap, but I don't think Peyton's going to resort to that. He strikes me as the type that likes a lot of rainy day money. You know, he wants to keep as much in the bank as possible. So if they want to make a move right now, they can make a move. There is no player who is off limits right now for the Denver Broncos, and I think that's the uh, most important thing. All right, guys, we're going to dip on out of here. It was a great conversation. Appreciate each and every one of you peeling off some time for your football priests. We'll be back Wednesday, but don't forget tomorrow, plenty of content. We'll see what happens day two. You're going to have Broncos for breakfast on the bright, and then you're going to have uh, Building the Broncos, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for tuning in with us, guys. We're off tomorrow, back Wednesday, same time, same place. But until we see you guys on Wednesday, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at MileHighHuddle. You can follow myself at KelbermanNFL. You can follow Chad at Chad and Jensen. Follow Scott at Scout Kennedy. And if you want a hat, if you want a hoodie, if you want a beanie, if you want a coffee cup, if you want a lot of different special items, go to HuddleUpPod.com. That's our merch store. Visit that if you get a chance, if you so choose. And Facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page. Follow that page. If you haven't, guys, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every single month. But if you can't do those three things, please do these three things that help us grow exponentially. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHS channel. It helps us reach more Broncos fans just like you. And we appreciate each and every one of you, including those who take the time to go to Apple Podcasts and leave that five-star review. Listen, we understand that the majority of our daily listening audience all right, is live with us either on Facebook, YouTube. We'll throw Twitch in there as well. But there's about... Between it kind of it kind of goes like this: fifteen to twenty thousand people that listen just purely as the downloaded version on Apple Podcasts, uh, and so we appreciate you guys doing those five star reviews because it really does help get our show. People are might not know about the Huddle Up Podcast and all of MHH's pods gets it out there in front of them. So shout out to these great super chat superstars tonight: Sam Bam, Huero, Adam Kern, uh, Dakota, uh, Flazified, Josh N. Renardo, Angelo, Oscar, 727mil, and The Queen, plus these great supporters on Facebook, Randy Jones, Mark Schrader, Phil McLaughlin, Andrew Baker, T-Twice, GLP, Claude Riley, Colby C. Collier, Eric Weber, Clayton Huron, Nathan, and Lawrence. Much love and respect to each and every one of you. Keep your chin up. It's going to be a gas. Remember, you got Russell Wilson. Relax. 
Take care, guys, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.